0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah Waliya salihin Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa Khatam Khatimal anbiya'i wa mursaleen Allahumma salli wa sallam Ala abdika wa rasulika muhammad Wa ala alihi wa ashabi Wa man da'a bi da'watihi Wa istanna bi sunnati Ila yawmiddin Wa sallam tasliman kathira Amma ba all praise are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds. And surely Allah is the friend and protector of the righteous. And I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners, and that Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, is his servant and his last messenger. And may Allah always and constantly send peace and blessings to Muhammad, to his family, to his companions, to all those who call to his way, and establish his sunnah to the day of judgment as to what follows I begin by reminding myself and you of the importance of taqwa the importance of the consciousness of Allah that we remember the presence of one who is mighty in power who has knowledge of all things and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in his glorious book يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَآمِنُوا بِرَسُولِي Min Rahmati مِنْ رَحْمَةِ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ نُورًا تَمْشُونَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِيَ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَهِيمٌ Allah has revealed in his uh, eternal book O you who believe Keep your duty to Allah and believe in his messenger And Allah will give you a double portion a double portion of His mercy. He will provide for you a light by which you shall walk, and He will give, He will forgive you, and Allah is the Lord of great bounty. And so, in this uh, mighty ayah in the book of Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us that we should have taqwa, but at the same time, we should confirm this with our belief. Especially our belief in the last messenger, peace and blessings be upon him. And these two are elements, taqwa and iman. And the mufassirin will say, Dawimu, asbitu. Continue in your belief. Say it with your tongue, believe it in your heart. Practice with your limbs. Express your faith in everything that you do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will give a great blessing because the taqwa naturally leads to the Prophet Muhammad SAW as our guide and by having these two in front of us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would provide nur a light and this is not only just a physical light but a spiritual light and today in the darkness of the world we are so much in need of the spiritual light in the confusion that is around us we are in need of the nur, of the light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what he gave to the messenger a.s. what he gave to his companions and those great leaders and scholars up until our time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this light and we are moving along in our lives would also give us forgiveness and that is what we need more than anything else in our existence. O oh, you who believe, recently I had the opportunity to travel in Guyana, in South America, to cross the Berbice River, on one side to cross the Demerara, to go down into the interior um, and be with the Amerindians. And I can say honestly that there is tremendous potential in that part of the world there is tremendous potential in the land itself which is rich with minerals in the rivers there is life teeming and in the people there is also great potential but it is crucial here that Muslims develop this ability to see the real issues and that may have something to do with the noor with the light that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala promises (coughs) the believers who have taqwa and iman in the Amerindian population and these are the original people who populated the Americas thousands of years ago we found amongst the Arawak tribe in dealing with one of the chiefs of an Arawak tribe that. The idea of Tawheed is still alive. It is still alive. And the wise ones call it Adayeli. The idea of Adayeli is the great spirit. The great spirit. The scholars tell us that if there are people living in deep jungle areas or high on mountains who the message has never come to, then they are under the mercy of Allah. Allah can forgive them or punish them. But their belief in one God, if their belief in the Great Spirit is strong, and they are trying to be good people in this life, then they are categorized as Muslims. So we need to consider this with a great opportunity now, with languages dying, traditions dying, amongst the original people missionaries coming to them it is an opportunity for muslims to fulfill our mission and that is bayan that is to take the message to all those who are not present and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told us in surah an-nahl in verse 36 wa laqad ba'athna fi kulli ummatin rasula an ya'budu allaha wa And verily, we have sent to every nation, a messenger, to every nation that they would worship Allah and stay away from false gods. In the African population, there is also great potential. But that potential of Tawheed that still exists in the understanding of the people, needs to be coupled with empowerment. Empowerment of a people who are broken down in the slavery period. An interesting information came to the surface during this trip, known by the scholars, but needs to be known by the general population. And that is that the African Muslims who came during during the Atlantic slavery period, Over one-third of them who came to the Americas were Muslims. Even in Guyana, where information had not come to the surface so clearly, we find in the 1763 rebellion of Coffee, and many of you may know about this great rebellion that the slaves had against uh, their colonial rulers, that the terms and conditions of the peace treaty between Coffee's people and the government was written in Arabic. This is documented now. So either somebody who was with him, or he himself was Muslim. We also find in the 1806 rebellion, we find a document called Watika. It is a document written in Arabic, circulated amongst the slaves calling them to resistance against oppression. In 1823, in the Demerara slave, slave Rebellion, they identified, clearly identified one Muslim, a driver, they called him Bob, but officially he was Muhammad, which means he was a Muslim. Names recorded in the African population are now coming to the surface. That some of their names were Muhammad, Mamadou, Salat, Musa, Hannah, Sabah, Fiki, Rusane, and a number of names that can be directly connected uh, to the Muslims who came to the Americas in the early times. In the Hindu population uh, in Guyana, there is great despair, there is a spiritual vacuum. And one of the startling statistics is that the level of suicide that so many people in this sector of the population are committing suicide. One of the factors in this is drinking rum. By drinking alcohol, not having spiritual direction. It is causing people to take their own lives. So it is the job of the Muslims to fill the spiritual void Of these groups of people And in looking at the Muslim population And seeing Alhamdulillah um, Large amounts of people who who come out To our programs It was clear That what is hitting the Muslim population there Is the same thing hitting us here And it is hitting us in most of the Muslim world And that is a concept which is identified by many of the great scholars Ibn, Ibn Qudama al maqtasi in his great Muqtasar Minhaj al-Qasidin he has identified a type of uh, mental condition it's almost like a spell something cast upon the people and it is called ghoroah And Ghoror is a very important issue for us now to discuss. Because with our large numbers that come out not only in South America but in the Middle East, in in here, in many parts of the world. With our large numbers that come out, there is something on the inside, there is something that we need to reanalyze at this critical point, this critical juncture in our history. To re-analyze ourselves as Muslims. What is it to be a Muslim? Is it enough just to come to pray? Is it enough to eat halal food? What is the real reality of being a Muslim? And Ibn Qudama, rahimahullah, identified the importance of this issue. Ghurua is the opposite of taqwa. Taqwa is based on Al-Khawf wa Raja' fear and hope If you fear something, you move back from it If you hope for something, you move towards it So Taqwa is a stimulant It stimulates you to carry out the will of Allah It is the consciousness of God That enables the individual to stay away from wrong things it also inspires you to do good things. It's a stimulant. And Ibn rahimahullah pointed out very beautifully, that anything that leads you to stagnation, anything that slows you down, and makes you think you're saved, this is ghru'ah. Because ghru'ah is delusion. It's an illusion. Huro is that which you, you, you think is a reality but it's not really a reality. And ghoroah uh, comes in many ways. A general ghoroah that comes over our populations is that people uh, believe that if Allah will forgive everything, Inna اللَّهَا Kareem, Allah kareem, Allah will forgive everything. So we don't have to work now We'll wait until we're elderly And then we'll fast and make hajj And everything will be okay This is an illusion And this right now I believe Is one of the greatest tricks Of the evil one on our nation Because we have everything in place We have enough people We have enough natural resources We have knowledge We have skills Right, but, but what is it that would convert those skills into a frozen block of ice that doesn't make progress. This is ghuruah. And our scholar Rahimahullah has pointed out that one form of ghuruah is when people identify with their parents. So he might say, I don't have to give charity, I don't have to give sadaqah to the center. My father used to give uh, sadaqah here. My father gave 20% to build this place. Why do I have to give? My mother used to give gold bangles. You see? So if he hides in the the work or the achievements of the parents, and doesn't work himself, that's gurua. you see it? That's what it is. It slows you down. There are also cases of people who feel that their good deeds are actually more than their bad deeds. And so, the person might have a shop, or the person might have a business, and he exploits the people in the business. But he gives sadaqah. So he gives sadaqah, so he believes that the sadaqah that he gives would actually overcome the exploitation in the business. That's deception. And this is a deep concept, because he's giving sadaqah the real answer to this is for him to look at his complete business itself to redo his business and his economic life so he is not involved in exploitation there is also a case where the person makes istighfar in the morning gets up and makes 100 uh, a stock fiddle lock And counts how many blessings there are And you can do a counter If you do it in the masjid You get 27 more And you know whatever If you go to Mecca and Medina And you put 100,000 on it So he does istighfar in the morning And the rest of the day He's backbiting, scandalizing, cursing Doing things against Allah But because what happened in the morning He thinks the rest of the day is erased That is deception That is the essence of deception and this deception can even come to the scholars themselves. Where there are scholars who teach what it is to have a clean heart. What it is to be a good person. But they don't do it themselves. They don't apply it to themselves. Or there are those who may claim to be a great uh, Sufi scholar. Right? Or a great, or a great uh, uh, Azhar graduate or somebody great person, but he's only great in the clothing, in the sayings, but not in his actual actions. It's a deception. It's a deception. And this is a serious issue, even to the Qur'an readers themselves. And Ibn Qudama pointed out in his time, which is hundreds of years ago, and we see it today, that there will be people who will read Qur'an in a beautiful way, like you go to a a recital, or a symphony but the Prophet said the time would come when people would read this Quran in beautiful tones but it wouldn't pass their throats it would not pass their throats it wouldn't touch their hearts ghurah can come in many different ways a person constructs a building only to have his name on the building And if his name is not put on the building, he will refuse to construct the building. So what is the purpose of the construction of the building? Is it for his glorification? Or is it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? These are forms of ghurah which are now striking our nation. And we are in a very critical point. Every day we turn on the news, and something else has happened. You don't even want to watch the news. Something else has happened. And it's not because of our numbers, it is not because of our knowledge. It's something inside the hearts that has to change in order for us to use this great potential. Ibn Qudama rahimahullah showed us that of the cures of this is that we need to have a mind, a clear mind that knows the realities Knows the realities of ourself. In other words, we criticize ourselves. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? How can I improve myself? So we learn ourselves. Secondly, we learn what is happening around us. We understand the conditions around us. And then, we know our Lord. We need to have minds and hearts that are aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are truly aware of the Lord and not the last moment when the person will cry out for Allah but now when we are feeling healthy, feeling good think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also and it's so important to be connected to the next life to be connected to the hereafter if we are connected to the hereafter and don't see it as something far off but something real right now connected to us then we have reached a high level. The Prophet ﷺ said, Al-kayyis men dana nafsah amila lima al mawt He said, the intelligent person is the one who controls himself and works for what is after death. That's al-kayyis. Wal-ahmaq, or oh, a'jaz in some riwayas, wal ahmak men atba nafsahu hawaha and the fool is the one who lets himself go. He lets himself go, and then hopes that Allah will forgive him in the end. This is described as a fool because the life of this world is so short. We are here one moment, gone another moment. But here, but the hereafter is eternal, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has clearly shown us. Khalidina Fiha Abadan. They will live in the next life forever. So the actions that we do now, we need to think about the actions. And this is not just here or in South America, this is all over the Muslim world. Especially those in leadership. If we are about to do something, think about what is the result of this. What will be the result of my actions? Will it be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Will it be destructive to humanity? Because this quroa, this deception is what is blocking us from our real mission. And that real mission is to take this message to all peoples on the earth. There are people now dying from alcoholism. Dying in despair, laying in the gutter. Killing the members of their own family Killing themselves Because they don't think that there's anything possible But we have gems of wisdom We have an alcohol free society We have a drug free society These are the real missions of the Muslims And this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put into our hand To test us To test us whether we would make the right decisions so this is a challenging time that we are living in. But if we look at it in a positive way, and the Prophet ﷺ used to say to his companions, Bashiru wala tu nafiru, walatu nafiru, يَسِرُوا walatu asiru." Make it easy. Or used to say, give glad tidings, be positive, look at the positive side of things, not the negative. Don't drive people away. Make the religion easy, don't make it difficult. And so it's a great opportunity we have At this point in time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us With a chance To do something with our lives To do something with our wealth And to teach our children Give them the right direction So that if we can't stand for Islam Somebody will stand for it Somebody will take the message To the poor masses Who are being blocked out by the politics of this world. And so we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless us and clear our hearts of any evil thoughts and any deeds. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to clear our hearts of tribalism, to clear our hearts of greed and pride. May Allah clear us of anger and overused emotions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite our ranks, our ranks, so that we can love each other regardless of color, nationality, language, passport, we can look at each other as Muslims and we can look to, to the non Muslims as our fellow human beings who are also suffering in this world. I leave you with these thoughts and I ask Allah to have mercy on me and you. Alhamdulillah, al-wahad al-ahad, al Fardu samad al lam yalid, Walam yulad, wal Yakullahu yaqullahu kufu an-ahad, wa usalli wa usallam ala khatab al-anbiya'i wa mursaleen, nabiya'na Muhammad, wala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in, wa ba'd. Fa ya ibadullah, itaqo Allah, haythu ma kuntum, wa yaqullu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Innali li kulli umma fitna, wa fitna to ummati al-mal. Every nation has a trial and test. And the trial and test of this nation is wealth. Wa yakula al-Haq Subhana mukhbiran wa amira. In wa malaika to hu yusalluna al-Nabi. Ya ayuha amanu, sallu alayhi wa salimu Taslima, Allahumma salli wa ala abdika wa rasulika Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in, wa radullahu an al-Khulafa al Rashidin Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman wa Ali. وعنا برحمتك أَرْحَمَ الرحيمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه انك انت الْوَحَابِ ربنا فَاغْفِرْ لنا ذنوبنا وكف عنا Muslimina Muslimat, mu'minina muminat والمؤمنين والمؤمنات minhum منهم amwat. بِرَحْمَتِكْ يَا, أه... يا أَرْحَمَ الْرَاهِمِينَ إِبَادُ اللَّهِ يَرْحَمَكُمُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْمَرْ بِالْعَدَلُ وَالْإِسْانِ وَإِيْتَعِذُ الْقُرْبَى وَيَنْهَىٰ أَنَ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَ وَالْبَغِيِ يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ أَقِيمِ الصلاة